Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days I pour out my spirit saying Pastor Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, coming to you live from the studios of KDIX AM radio station, Dickinson, North Dakota. We are also being picked up by the KDIX website and also Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. And I've heard the uh, people are 
wanting some more podcasts. So I got to figure out a way to get these podcasts. I haven't recorded the last few of them. And uh, Brother Duran from Holy Ghost Radio got after me. But anyway, Pastor Bob is my radio handle, and I am the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. You can text me tonight to be part of this program, 701-290-7862. We've got the Millers listening in Golva. We have the Sharts listening in Fargo. Brother Rose listening in Mount Sterling, Kentucky. We've got uh, Justin and Dick Dick listening tonight in Golva. Uh, Brother Fuller is listening up by the up by Garrison uh, Lake Sakakawea somewhere. Brother Griffith out in uh, another preacher out in uh, Great Falls, Montana. We've got Brother Jones listening tonight. We've got um, Brother Greg listening tonight. We've got let's see, is that it so far? No, we got well, you got more and more coming in. Hey. Uh, Phil Gingrich is listening tonight. We've got uh, that's that's good to hear him listening, and he's going to be this way pretty soon. When are you coming here, uh, brother Phil? You're going to be here sometime in May, I think. The Schulers are listening to Grafton. I I'm still thinking of taking that trip, brother Schuler. If you want to go, we've got the Stoldorfs, the Ramses, the Minards listening. We've got the Lomans listening. All kinds of people listening tonight. All right. Well, I better get to my program. There are more people texting 701-290-7862. I've got the, my engineer in the studio, Bobby Jean Simons, who is my granddaughter. She's 17 years old and, um, she's been pretty ever since she's been born and she's just getting prettier and prettier, um, as, as the time goes by. And she's just here looking at me like, say some more things like that, grandpa. No, she's not saying that. But anyway, she's she's um, here in the studio with me, wanted to come. You know what? I just found out the reason she wanted to come is because we were supposed to have a special speaker tonight. Uh, we were supposed to have the missionary to Germany, Brother Sledge, and he opted not to drive here because of the of the uh, road conditions. We had some. We've got some. We had some road conditions uh, earlier. Hey, we got. Look at all these people. Tim from North. Carolina. We've got Pastor Vaughn Pearson, Wendy, Logan. We've got the Stoners listening tonight. Good to have them listening. Uh, these are some good people. We've got the Lee family and the two Bens, the Ben Lee family, the Ben Simons family listening tonight. Uh, let me just look at this one. Um, Tim from North Carolina is requesting prayers. So I'm not sure exactly, but Lord, we ask you to touch Tim. Whatever is going on in his situation, we ask you to just meet his needs today. We've got Warren listening tonight with a bunch of people at my house, actually. So a lot of people listening tonight. Now, here, here's the deal. I was supposed to have a special speaker tonight, and I don't. And, and Bobby's pretty disappointed because she came down to the radio station because she wanted to see the sledges. She didn't want to hang out with her old grandpa. But now she's really sad. I don't know if somebody wants to come and pick her up here or what. But, uh, but anyway, she's stuck here with grandpa. Grandpa was thinking the sledges were going to do the show and so I'm ready kind of I've got my guitar in the studio I've got some songs I could sing and I do have uh, a verse of scripture and a topic that I talked about today in church which I probably will talk about here tonight on the radio which would be a great radio show and I'll try to modify it into a radio show we're going to start tonight in and here again if you want to text me uh, 701-290-7862 uh, tonight we're going to start with Isaiah 66 and verse 2. 
He said, well, let me start with verse 1. Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you build unto me and where is the place of my rest? For all those things hath my hand made and all those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembleth at my word. You know, and, and several places in, in Isaiah 66, it talks about those that tremble at his word. And uh, that's the attitude we need to have towards God. You know, the Lord, if he's with us, that's all we need, if God is with us. And when God is with us, <coughs> anything can, can happen. Jody texted, said, hiya, Bobby, we love you. Jody and the kids listening at Harvey. And uh, so we've got, we got people texting Bobby here now. The Hostetlers texted us. And somebody said, sing us a song, Pastor Bob. I might. I've got, I've got some songs in my head and some that I, I might sing tonight. But let me say this. When God is with us, anything can happen. When Jesus walked this earth, when he was in a room or on a street or wherever he was, it didn't matter what was going on. Uh, you could even have just buried your or your your son could have died. But when Jesus is in the room, anything can happen. Romans 8.31, if God be for us, who can be against us? When God is with us, anything can happen. Uh, Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And so uh, I want you to know that I believe that no matter what your situation, no matter what your problem, no matter what you're facing, that if God is with you, walking with you, that you can, there isn't anything you can't go through. There isn't anything that you can't overcome. Now, to start this broadcast out, I'm going to tell you, people assume and have assumed and proclaimed that God is with them when in fact he was not. He really wasn't. False ideas of God, um, religious symbolism, you know, crosses and religious symbolism and things, um, memorized prayers and and um, and just things that really aren't biblical. Like, in fact, you, you I don't know if you know this or not, but it's not biblical to even use objects in worship or statues or anything like that. Um. You know, lifeless prayers, rituals, they don't bring God into our life. And here again, there are many people in the course of human history, whether it be from false religions or people that have got the real real truth mixed up. There's an assumption that God is with them, but he's not. Uh, one of the most, uh, one story that points out to this very much is in 1 Samuel 4, the children of Israel we're losing a battle to the Philistines. Somebody got the bright idea of getting the Ark of the Covenant, and they thought, let's go get the Ark of the Covenant, and then we'll win the battle. The Ark of the Covenant was a special thing that had been made under the direction of Moses, and uh, the Ark of the Covenant was a very special thing to the Jewish people. But the Jewish people were not doing what God re- required of them. And so they got the Ark of the Covenant. They brought it out to battle. When the soldiers saw the Ark of the Covenant coming into battle, they shouted with a loud shout, and the earth 
echoed and rang back again their shout. The Philistines got scared. They thought, what's going on? They said, somebody said, well, they've brought the Ark of the Covenant into the camp, into the Israeli camp, and these are the gods that destroyed Egypt. These are the gods, they called them the gods. Of course, we know it was just one god, but the Philistines were pagan. And and they said, um, and they this is what they said in, in 1 Samuel 4, they, the Philistines were afraid, verse 7, for they said, God has come into their camp. But the truth was, God had not come into their camp, just a religious artifact had come into their camp. And when the day was done, 30,000 Israeli soldiers were dead. Uh, the two, the two uh, priests that brought it, uh, Hophni and Phinehas, they were dead. The ark was taken. And um, and other things happen, bad things. This story shows you that you can think God is on your side when he's not. But when God is truly on our side, it will make a huge difference. But here again, just singing and proclaiming and churches are, are you know, many churches proclaim God is on our side. But is he really? How do you know? Just because the Bible says he's on the side of the people that love him? Tonight, in this broadcast, I'm going to give you three ways, three conditions for God to be on your side. Three conditions. And these three conditions, these three ways to have God's presence in our life and in our church, we've got to have all three of these. We can't afford to miss any of these. Well, somebody, Justin said, sing us a song, Pastor Bob. So I think I will. Let's see, which, which song should I sing here? I got my guitar here. Let's see. We got Bobby here cheering me on, looking so excited. Sing us a song, Grandpa. So this is a Lance Appleton song that nobody's ever heard of. Um, it was one that was written after, it was only published after his death. His son, Eric, published some of Lance's songs. And I love this song. This song, if it would have been produced on a CD, would have been very, very famous, I think. Let me sing it for you. When the moon and stars fall from the sky When the sun turns dark and cold I will just be opening up my eyes In a city of pure gold When the final end of time and space eternally unfolds I'll be gazing on my Savior's face in a refuge of my soul in the refuge of my soul Jesus said He was going away To prepare us a place And I know you might think I'm a fool But I believe it anyway I believe it anyway. And when all my songs 
run out of words when my hands can't fill these chords. I'll be somewhere in some universe making music for my Lord. Music for my Lord. Jesus said he was going away to prepare us a place. And I know you might think I'm a fool, but I believe it anyway. I believe it anyway. And when all my songs run out of words, when my hands can't feel these chords, I'll be somewhere in some universe making music. For my Lord, music for my Lord. Isn't that a pretty song? Music for my Lord. That's an old. That's a Lance Appleton song that was actually published after he died, and uh, he wrote a lot of songs that I really like. Tonight we're talking about three. And uh, text me tonight seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. Oh, I've got even song requests. People are requesting song. Um, he's alive. Wow. I mean, that is, that is a tough song to sing on the radio. Hello to Carl tonight, the Mathern family listening. Uh, Sister Brett's is listening. Good to have Sister Brett's listening tonight. Three ways to know, three conditions to have the presence of God in our life. And when God is present, uh, that's all we need. Because when God is present, anything can happen. Any need can be filled. Number one, we need faith and we need to seek after God. Number one, this is a condition for God's presence to be in your life. Hebrews 11.6 uses the word impossible. And it says that without something, it is impossible to please God. And that something is faith. Faith is the sixth sense. It's, it's the way that we perceive God, the way we know and understand God. He said, without faith it's impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must, number one, believe that he is, and number two, that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Number one, you've got to have faith in God and you've got to seek him if you want the presence of God to be in your life. If you don't do these first two steps, you'll never know. You'll never see. You'll never have God. You'll be like the the disillusioned atheists and agnostics that are wandering around the world asking God to show himself to them if he's real. But God will only show himself to people that believe and people that seek him. That's the condition. So if you're, and, and we do, we get people that listen to me that say they're atheists and they're agnostics. That's your own fault. That's not God's fault. You know, um, my son is a barber. He owns the gentleman's barber shop here in Dickinson. I see shaggy people, all shaggy men all over Dickinson, shaggy haircuts, shaggy beards, 
Shaggy <coughs> look like they've been homeless for two months. And you know whose fault that is? That's my son, Luke the Barber, Luke Simons the Barber. That's his fault that they're shaggy. It's his fault that their beards look terrible. It's his fault, Bobby, that, <coughs> that their hair looks so terrible. You believe that? That's not, that's not Uncle Luke's fault. It's, if he, if they would come into his barber shop, the gentleman's barber shop up there on Sims near Walmart, he would make you look like a million bucks. He would transform your looks from homeless to, um, to, um, hunk. Is that a word anymore? Hunk? <coughs> That's an old word. He would transform. You know, I, I have seen, I, I saw one time a, a man that came into our church from Luke's barber shop. He walked into the church. His wife saw him, and she couldn't quit kissing him because he looked so good. Now, why did I tell that dumb story? <laughs> it's not a dumb story. I'll tell you why. Because it's not God's fault if you don't believe in God. It's not God's fault that you're an atheist. It's not. If you would come into God's shop and seek after him, you'd find him. You see, you would. You would find God. So step number one is faith in God and seeking God with your whole heart. And the Bible said if you seek him with your whole heart, you'll find him. This is step number one to having the presence of God in your life. Step number two I'm going to spend a little more time on. Step number two to having the presence of God in your life is obedience and holiness. And this message is based on this story that Pastor Mike Woods told me last month, last Tuesday morning. <coughs> we were at uh, Brother Carl Thurston's funeral in Sioux Falls, what a, or excuse me, Sister Thurston's funeral in Sioux Falls, and, uh, and what a precious lady she was. We were at her funeral, and the morning, right before the funeral, we were sitting in the Holiday Inn Express, Pastor Mike Woods from our church in Jamestown, and uh, his wife was Sister Thurston's niece, and, and we were there at this funeral. The um, sister, when, when Mike Miller, or Mike, Mike Woods, the pastor, Pastor Woods, told me that a man is coming to his church, a man and woman, and this man and woman are coming to God. They're making their way to God. Now, this man and woman are living together. They're not married. But they want to get right with God, and they approached Pastor Woods and said, we want to get married. And Pastor Woods said, so what will be the difference? What will be different after you're married than it is now? What will be the difference? And the man said this. He simply said, God will be there then. God will be there then. This man is on to something. See, to this world, it may not make any difference whether you're shacking up with somebody or you're married to them. Maybe you pay your bills together. Maybe you have a joint checking account. Maybe um, you you uh, you know are committed to each other, love each other, whatever. But you're not married. You've not made the public commitment of marriage. So what will change when you do? I'll tell you what will change. God will be there. And when God's there, everything changes. Obedience and holiness, without that, God will not be there. You know, what's the difference? What difference would it make if we should live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world, like Titus 2.12 says? What's the difference? What, what difference would it make if we should live this way? 
I'll tell you what difference it makes. God will be there. God loves holiness. God loves righteousness. He loves people that are moving towards that. You know, what what difference does it make if you start living a holy life? What difference does it make if you start obeying the Bible? Like, like for instance, um, Pentecostal people. One of the things you'll notice about Pentecostal people is they look different. Men and women look different from each other. The men have short hair. The women have long, uncut hair. Why is that? Well, because... In 1 Corinthians, it teaches that. In the New Testament, it teaches that. In the New Testament, it says, in 1 Corinthians, it's a shame for a man to have long hair. But it also says that a woman's long or uncut hair is given to her for a covering, and that God is pleased with it. So what difference does it make how you wear your hair? I'll tell you the difference it makes is because God will be there because you're doing it in obedience to him. You see, that's why that's why it's so important to follow Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and all those that are far off. Why is it important? Because the Bible says to do it. And when you do it, guess what? God will be there. God will honor every step you take towards him. Like I said, this couple that got married, um, they got married because they wanted God to be in in their marriage and in their lives, by the way. Holiness and righteousness, you know, whatever you de- whatever decision you make, like like for instance, um, when I came to God, um, I got to the point where I couldn't watch television anymore. I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. I got rid of my television set because the things that were on it, that were coming across it, were things that I didn't believe in anymore. Uh, when when I quit watching Hollywood movies, the reason for the same reason, because those things, um, you know, here again, I I uh, I was sensitive to God at that time in my life, and I was like, these things were angering me. I tried to watch them for a while, but I didn't enjoy it anymore. Same with my music, you know, my music. I was a I listened to, you know, heavy metal. Music, it's amazing to me how that stuff's kind of coming back now. I mean, the music I listened to was, you know, Black Sabbath and Alice Cooper and Jethro Tull and David Bowie and, you know, the Rolling Stones. and these were the, This was the music I listened to, you know, Aerosmith. But when I came to God, I couldn't hardly – I loved music, still love music, but I couldn't stand listening to that music anymore. You know Why? Because I knew even as a baby Christian that God didn't like that music. The lyrics of that music, they were horrible. You see, what difference did it make, Pastor Bob, that you got rid of that music? What difference did it make that you got rid of your TV and you quit watching that trash that's called Hollywood? What difference did it make? I'll tell you the difference it made. 
God began to show up in my life. I tried to honor God with my life. And I'll tell you what, God is interested in that. Let me, you know that scripture I started in Isaiah 66 too. It says, but to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembleth at my word. He trembleth at my word. You see, this is an attitude. This is a spirit. This is a, the spirit of holiness is, is something that pleases God. And if you want God's presence to be in your life, number one, you gotta have faith. You gotta seek Him. But number two, you've got to obey Him. And you've got to walk in holiness. You see, this story about this couple that was just living together, and Pastor Wood said, so what difference will it make if you get married? And he said, God will be here. God will be there. This is a couple that have been through all kinds of drug problems, legal problems, everything. And this man had enough sense to know that if he starts doing what's right, God is going to be there. God will show up. He will. You know, he, he really will. God will show up. Well, tell it like it is radio show. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. I might play some more songs. Maybe I'll have Bobby play a song and sing. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Keep the devil in the night. Shut the 
Tito. Tito Chica. Tito Light the candle, everything's alright. Light the candle, everything's alright. I said you shut Tito. Tito Chica. Tito Chica. Shut Tito. Tito in the night. Shut Tito. Tito Chica. Tito Light the candle, everything's alright. Light the candle, everything's alright. I'm going to shut the song off. I shut the, the song off, didn't I? Pastor Bob, the Tell Like His Radio Show. And uh, we have people saying that I should sing He's Alive. That is hard to sing in a radio station. Bobby, shame on you for trying to get me to sing that. They've got, um, you know what? I got in the studio, I got Bobby. Bobby is a soul winner. She um, loves people. She's so good to people. If you come to our church and visit our church, 501 Elks Drive, Wednesday night, and you got a little baby, that baby someday will end up in Bobby's arms because Bobby loves babies. She'll take that baby away from you and hold that baby for you while you're at church, probably, because she's, she likes babies, and we got babies in our church. We got so many babies in our church that um, it's, it's amazing. I, I counted here a while back. Just from families in our church, we had 80 people under 17 and under. That's how many just kids we've got in our church running around, and they're having babies like crazy, and I like them. I like those babies. Text me tonight, like many of you are, 701-290-7862. And uh, talking about three things to make sure that we have God's presence in our life, and one of them is not claiming to have it, Okay. Claiming to have God with you, it does not mean he's with you. And I, I sing, I, I love to sing and play my guitar, as many of you know. And I sing many songs about God's presence being here and God's presence being here. and Isn't it good that God's presence is here? And I like singing those songs, but just singing those songs doesn't make God's presence there. Because without faith and seeking after God. Now, somebody said, you're leaving out worship, Pastor. No, I'm not. Seeking after God and worship are very much the same thing. Prayer and worship have to do with seeking after God. Step number one to make sure you've got the presence of God is faith and to seek after God. Step number two, I hate to say step number two, but these things are what you need. Uh, here again, joining our church doesn't mean you're going to have the presence of God in your life. It doesn't mean you're going to have God on your side. But these things will. For instance, obedience and holiness, uh, there's things in the Bible that talk about modesty. Do you know that? Like dressing modestly. You know, that's why Pentecostal people, Pentecostal men don't walk around without their shirts on. Pentecostal women are have got their, you know, they're, they, they dress modestly. Why is that? Because the Bible teaches that. Modesty is a biblical concept that has been forgotten by many Christian churches today. And I'm going to tell you why. Well, why, pastor, should I dress modestly? Why? Because God will be there. You say, really? Well, God, what does God care how I dress? You know, God sees me when I'm in the shower. Well, sure he does. He sees you when you're in the shower. But God wants us to dress modestly for those around us. And I could go on and on and on and on and on and on. You know, I could, we could talk about all kinds of things. 
The reason that we don't drink and use narcotic drugs is because we know that God is displeased with those things. And so even you that don't have a problem with them, throw them down anyway. You know why? Because God will be there. When you, when you make a step towards God's holiness, you make a step towards the presence of God in your life. You can find all kinds of examples of people that have prayed to God and didn't get their prayers answered. Let me just tell you this. I, I'll just, this isn't one of them, but you know, when Daniel was going to be thrown into the lion's den, he prayed to the Lord and the Lord stopped the mouth of the lions. Right? Well, after, after Daniel was rescued out of the lion's den, the king got really mad at the people that had Daniel arrested. So he threw them all in the lion's den. And the Bible said that the lions, before they even hit the ground, the lions were pouncing on them and killing them. These lions were pretty hungry. Well, whose God do you think those people were praying to when they were being thrown into the lion's den? I bet they were praying to Daniel's God because they knew it worked for Daniel. Why didn't it work for them? All through the Bible, you'll see examples of people that call God's name, but he doesn't listen. I'll tell you why he doesn't listen. Because without obedience and holiness, God's not going to listen. In, in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12, it says, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and the ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Now here again, if that shattered your idea of what the Bible teaches, I'm sorry, but that's not the only place it says that. Let me read it again, First Peter 3.12. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. Like he's paying attention. He's right there. And his ears are open unto their prayers. You've got, when you do what's right, when you make an effort to live right, you've got God's attention. But the face of the Lord, in other words, he's not paying attention to them that do evil. Unless they want to turn around and ask for forgiveness. Number three, and I'm just going to touch on this and maybe I'll sing some songs. The number three thing to have in our life, to have the presence of God, is we've got to have some mercy in our life. And we've got to be willing to forgive in our life. After faith and holiness, there's still one more thing that can stop God from being with us. And that is an attitude of no mercy for people. You know, many times um, people justify their unmerciful attitudes toward others. They build their cases on perceived hurts and injustices. They don't realize that being merciful to others is a command of God himself and toward everyone, even the people that you don't like. Let me read Matthew five forty four through 48, but let me read it backwards. Let me start with verse 48. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. So you're thinking, boy, that's a tough, tough pill to swallow. How do you how could you possibly be perfect like your Father in heaven? Well, let me back up and read verses forty four through forty seven. 
Jesus said, But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he makes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same? And if you salute your brethren only, what do you, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans so? You see, Jesus said that we can be like our Father by loving people and not just the people that are easy to love. You can have your faith, and you can seek God in your religious way. You can obey the uh, Scripture as far as some of the things I mentioned. You can get rid of your TV, too, and dress modestly, and and don't cross-dress. You know, you'll notice Pentecostal people, men dress like men and women dress like women. That's in the Bible, too. You can do all that. You can, um, you know, you can, um, I mentioned about hair. You can do that. You can do all that, and you should do all that, and that's part of the presence of God in your life. But if you have bitterness against your brother or sister, or anybody for that matter, you can find that the presence of God will leave you. Let me say this. You'll never be more like God when you show mercy to other people. And you'll never be more like the devil when you don't show it. <laughs> That's the truth. When people, the people of God get their stuff together, there's no stopping them. And because of that, Satan's tactics have always been the same. Try to sow discord, cause division, stir up drama, those type of things. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3.3, 3, You are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men? Let me read 2 Corinthians 12.20. Let me read it out of the Living Bible. Oh, by the way, uh, I, I said hi to Phil Gingrich, but I didn't say hi to Lisa. She's listening too. Is Eli listening too, or is he in bed? 2 Corinthians 12.20. For I am afraid, Paul said, this is the Living Bible, that when I come, I won't like what I find, and you won't like my response. <laughs> my response. I'm afraid that I will find quarreling, jealousy, anger, selfishness, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorderly behavior. You see, you've got to love your brother. And and that's a command of God. It doesn't matter who's more right or who's more wrong. It doesn't make any difference. You can lose the presence of God in your life by not showing mercy. And let me tell you this. You better show mercy, because someday you might need some mercy. In fact, I'm going to say someday you will need some mercy. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show, and I don't know if I can do this or not, this He's Alive thing. It might sound weird, because it's a, I haven't played this song for years. So should I try it, Bobby? All right, she thinks I can do it. So you're going to hear some funny things going on, because to sing songs that are this high, you've got to... You kind of have to stand. Let's see here. Let's see if we can do this. This is a bad thing about live radio here. All right, let's try this. First time I heard this song, I, I was in bed. It was many, many years ago, and I heard it, 
and I realized this song is a song like Peter singing the song. And uh, so it's a ballad, and it's as if the Apostle Peter, and it's based, based on a verse where Jesus said, Go tell my disciples and Peter that I've risen. Did you ever wonder why he said and Peter? Because he was one of the disciples. Well, Peter had denied him three times, that's why. And he knew Peter was feeling pretty bad. And so he said, especially make sure to tell Peter. The gates and doors were barred and all the windows fastened down. Spent the night in sleeplessness and rose at every sound. Half in hopeless sorrow and half in fear of the day. Would find the soldiers breaking through to drag us all away. And it was just before the sunrise I heard something at the wall. The gate began to rattle and a voice began to call. Hurried to the window, looked down into the street, expecting swords and torches and the sound of soldiers' feet. Well, there was no one there but Mary, so I went down to let her in. John stood there beside me, she told me where she'd been. She said they've moved him in the night, and none of us knows where. The stone's been rolled away, now his body isn't there. We both ran toward the garden, and John ran on ahead. We found the stone and the empty tomb, just the way that Mary said. But the winding sheet they'd wrapped him in was just an empty shell. And how or where they'd taken him was more than I could tell. Something strange had happened there, just what I did not know. John believed a miracle. I just turned to go, circumstance and speculation couldn't lift me very high cause I'd seen them crucify him and then I saw him die back inside the house again the guilt and anguish came every fear everything I'd promised him just added to my shame when at last it came to choices, I denied I knew his name, even if he was alive, wouldn't be the same. Suddenly, light that came from everywhere drove shadows from the room. Jesus stood before me with his arms held open wide. I fell down on my knees, clung to him and cried. He raised me to my feet, and as I looked into his eyes, love was shining out from him like sunlight from the skies. Guilt in my confusion disappeared in sweet release. And every fear I'd ever had 
melted into peace. He's alive, he's alive, he's alive and I'm forgiven, heaven's gates are open wide, he's alive, he's alive, he's alive and I'm forgiven, heaven's gates are open wide, he's alive, he's alive, he's alive and I'm forgiven. Heaven's gates are open wide. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. He is alive. Amen. I've been forgiven. I love that song. Haven't sung that song for years. And uh, Sister Collis, actually, Joyce Collis, asked me to sing that, I guess. You're listening to the Tell Like It Is radio show. Good to have everybody listening tonight. Pastor Bob's got his guitar in the studio, and uh, we've got uh, a lot of people listening tonight saying really nice things about me. Nobody's saying anything bad about me today. I like that. That's not always true. Sometimes I get people that don't like what I'm saying, but I'm glad they listen anyway. We've got... uh, going to give you a little information. Let's see here. I got to find this. Where is this at? The, um, we've got, um, let's see. I don't even know where it's at. All my information written down. We've got the New Life Pentecostal Church based in Dickinson, North Dakota, 501 Elks Drive. We have services Wednesday night at 730. Sunday mornings at 10 is Sunday school. 11 is our worship service. And then also there's a men's Bible study at Perkins at 6 a.m. in that back room of Perkins. Anybody that can come to that, that's a man at 6 a.m. Just a bunch of men meet for a Bible study. Uh, Dr. Matt Ramsey teaches that, leads that. And so that goes on every week. We've got a lot of things going on throughout the week. We have um, Our church is kind of a busy place. We have Tuesday nights. We have a church that we're starting in Beach, North Dakota, 730 Beach Community Center. Uh, Wednesday night, as I said, 7.30 in uh, Dickinson, 501 Elks Drive. That's our midweek service. Monday nights, many Monday nights, we have a service at the Home on the Range facility out near the western edge of North Dakota. We have a group of young people that go out there and minister to the uh, kids that are at that that lockdown facility. Uh, We have on Thursday nights at the um, on Main Street in Bowman at the... um, Cornerstone Church, we have service every Wednesday at 7.30. Now, both the church in Bowman and Beach will eventually be starting Sunday services. At this time, those people are still driving to Dickinson for um, Sunday services. We were I was talking to both men that are the pastors there about buildings today. We were kind of showing, texting pictures of possible <coughs> buildings in Beach and Bowman. I am going to be sad when they quit come, when I quit seeing them on Sundays, but that's our goal is to start a church, to see a, a full functioning church in Beach and also in Bowman, North Dakota. And so that's going on. We have prison ministries, a county jail service usually early every every Sunday morning, and a women's prison, state prison service every Sunday evening. Those have been canceled because of the coronavirus. We didn't cancel them, but the uh, jails and prisons actually canceled us 
So we're praying to get back in there as fast as we possibly can. And so these are different ways that you can get a hold of us during the week. We've got, um, we've got, uh, oh, hey, get, grab this microphone right here. Somebody said, let Bobby say something. So I don't know. What are you, what are you going to say, Bobby? Go ahead. You're live on, wait a second. You're live. You're listening. The whole world's listening to. Hi. Well, I guess I'm in the studio with my grandpa tonight. I guess I was kind of bummed that brother, the missionary, wasn't here. And, um, well, I got to say that I'm happy that I grew up in the church. I don't know what where I would be today if my grandpa didn't come into the church. And I'm very thankful for my parents and my grandparents. And um, she is always fun to listen to. When Bobby, in church, she worships and she'll, when she testifies, it's always good. And she's always, I, uh, she's always, God's doing something in our youth, in our state, and I, I appreciate what he's doing. Anyway, let's see. I've got, um, I, I'm done with my broadcast. So one, th- one, two, three. If you want the presence of God in your life, faith, seek God. Two, holiness, righteousness, obedience to God. Three, you've got to, you've got to live a life of mercy towards other people. If you don't, God's gonna, he won't be there anymore. He really won't. The, um, if, if without a life of mercy, um, you know, who do we think we are anyway? I mean, really, who do we think we are? Here's a little song I wrote, and um, this is based on John 3.16. And it's the song is simply called, So. So. And you'll see why. John 3.16 does not say, For God loved the world. And he gave his only begotten son. It doesn't say that. There's a little word in there that means a lot to me. It's a funny thing what a little word can mean. It's a funny thing what a little word can mean. When God wrote his book, such great care he took. Not to miss any little word I can show you what I mean In John 3.16 There's a little word that means so much to me The word is so God so God so God so the word so because it would his love show a love that he had for you and me you see God had a plan to come in the form of a man to die so we could be free 
Well, he suffered and he died on the cross, crucified. He gave his life on Calvary. He loved me so. He loved you so. God so. God so loved. God so loved the world that he gave. 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 It's a funny thing What a little word can mean For God so loved the world That He gave His only begotten Son That whoso believeth on Him Should not perish But have everlasting life He offered us His mercy We need to offer other people mercy too You know, when I think about mercy, and we're bringing this broadcast kind of to a close here. Um, When I think about mercy, I I think about how, how even Judas, Jesus was reaching for Judas before before he died. He washed Judas's feet. He called him friend, and he was reaching for Judas. Now I know that the Bible. There's prophecy that Judas was going to betray them. I understand that. I don't claim to know everything about this. But I do I do know that God is not willing that any should perish. And so Judas, he, he bulldozed his way through God's mercy. And it ended up being lost. And today, I would hate to think any of our listeners would treat God like that. Let me finish this radio broadcast with one, or, one old song. Uh, one song that I've been singing it for for years. Hello, Judas, you poor old fool. You never did understand. Never did know what the teacher was doing all across the land. Yeah, so hung up on your own desires that you never took time to see. All in the world that he was doing Was trying to set you free So you ratted old Judas And you took your silver And you thought you were doing great But when you got sorry You turned in your money But you found that it was too late Well you never understood the wherefores And you never understood the why. Go long, Judas, down to my way, highway, down to your own demise. Go long, Judas, you're a man on your own. Go long, Judas, you can die all alone. 
Go long, Judas, cause you never did understand what the teacher was doing in the land. Go long, Judas, you're a man on your own. Go long, Judas, you can die all alone. Go long, Judas, move your feet. Right on down that Ego Street, I said to go down to your potter's field. Go, Judas. I watch you die, Judas. But my friend, won't you stop right here? There's a fork in your own. Don't think you want to get lost. One way leads to a potter's field. The other way leads to a cross. I said, stop right here. There's a fork in your road. Don't think you want to get lost. One way leads to a potter's field. The other way leads to a cross. One more time. I said, stop right here. There's a fork in your road. Don't think you want to get lost. One way leads to a potter's field. The other way leads to a cross. And Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast, God, I ask you to help us. God, I help ask you to help everybody that's listening tonight here to this broadcast. God, I pray that you help us to take advantage of your mercy and your presence by faith seeking after you, obedience to your word, especially the plan of salvation and holiness. And we just pray that you'll help us all. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. And um, Sister Sue Jones doesn't like most of my music, but she likes the last song I play. And this week, I'm not going to play it. So she's not going to like any of my music. Tune in next week for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. God bless.
always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website www.holyghostradio.com The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.